You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I'm your host, Jeff Paul, the human potato of comedy. My guest today, a comedian, an actress, a house guest in my home right now, Julia Latkowitz. How are you, Julia? Oh, hi, Jeff Paul. I don't think I've ever called you Jeff Paul in <laughs> your life. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm great. It's so, so good to be here. Yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I said actress. Do you mind the word actress? I don't friggin' care. Kira is very, very against the word actress. I mean, I don't say I'm an actress. I just say, like, no, I'm an actor, whatever. I really don't care either way. It slipped anyway, and that's why I caught myself. Well, don't I didn't catch myself. I put just, your as friggin' as, genders as, on me. I'm just, as soon as I said it, I just heard Kira yelling at me in the back of my head. So Kira yells at you a lot, eh? No, we're in a very loving relationship. That's not what I've been hearing, staying on oh, your futon. <laughs> staying in the spare room. You've, you've mm-hmm. heard some yelling, have you? Lots of yelling. That's just Kira me just whipping you sex. with towels. That's actually a part of our sex. <laughs> Towel whipping. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. What, what, do you, what do you do to come? Come on. I have a light bowl of cereal <laughs> right before I ejaculate. What What's the swearing policy on this old PCAST? Uh, you say whatever you want, man. We, uh, nobody listens. Is ejaculate friendly? Uh, you can ejaculate. <laughs> you can okay. jizz. Um, I think you can say ejaculate like on the CBC, right? Because it's like a technical turn. And then the ape ejaculated. You should be able to say it. Right. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, great to be here. What yeah, a, what yeah, a, what yeah. a fun Let's time. all talk some cum, can mm-hmm. we? <laughs> cum talk. C-U-M. All right. Well, um, this uh, this podcast, I'm sure you listen all the time. Never um, listened to it in my life. Not even when your husband was a guest. You didn't even listen to him? No. Oh, he talks so much shit about you. Well, good for him. That's why I don't listen. That's all right. Nobody listens. Ignorance to, is blessed. We got our, our producer here, Alex. He listens. And then uh, Tim Golden. And that's it. That's all we got. Oh, Tim Golden listens. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Say, hi, say Tim. Hi, Timmy, eh? Tim looks great in a suit. I'll tell you that much. Tim's a very handsome man. He is. Mm-hmm. On stage, he'll wear like a hoodie and cargos. And then I saw him in a suit once, like when he was like being a lawyer and shit. And I'm like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Tim. He's got a <laughs> pair of, um, I refer to them as evening Crocs. And uh, wow. they're like the insulated Crocs. That you, they're not just for the water, you know, they're for, There's they're something for going about, out. There's uh, Boston boys where it's a real, it's a real interesting look. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cash look is, uh, you know, it's different. And Tim also is a big fan of free t-shirts as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he rocks a lot of like so, Like a, a beer case oh, yeah, to, your, yeah, yeah. to your shirt. Anything you can get. Neat. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah, enough um, of let's, uh, let's get down to her, Julia. Oh, gosh. Um, where did your parents conceive you? In Ottawa. In Ottawa. Our nation's capital. Nice. Born and raised in, the, in there? Yeah. yeah. Born and raised in the cool, tame Ottawa. Is that right in the city or are you out in the Yeah, birds? right in the city. Um, just like old Ottawa South, sort of by Carleton University. Ah. Yeah, yeah, and, and my parents still live in that house, and I love it very much. I, I, I guess our, our friend Howard up in uh, Ottawa must love you because he doesn't have to put you in a hotel room when he looks Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think I got the hotel once in Ottawa because Matt and I were co-headlining the club for <laughs> Valentine's Day weekend, and I was like, can I please have the hotel just on Valentine's Day so I don't have to have sex in the bedroom adjacent from my parents, please? And what's, he's like, I guess so. What's the policy you, when you do bring Matt home? 
You guys, uh, you know, you're doing it in the bedroom next door? We don't often because it's weird. Or sometimes we'll like slurk down to the basement. <laughs> but now there's so much crap there. And like, because my Grammy's moved into a home and it's like all her stuff. And I don't want to like make eye contact with like a quilt she has or something. It's got to get Matt hard though. Eh? Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> he loves making eye contact with a quilt. I'm just picturing a quilt with like googly eyes on him. Like, ah. Anyway. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't had to stay at my parents' place in quite some time with a lady friend but um it's there's been it's some strange there's been some times at the cottage where we're like in the next room mm. and we're like we can quietly do this really in yeah, the cottage we try just a thin piece of oak between you <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what your cottage is made of it's it's made of wood well yeah oak is a wood have you not had sex at my cottage i have but not in it not in it oh <laughs> take a little walk in the woods eh? yeah nothing wrong with that i think it might have been in your shower oh the outdoor shower yeah, the outdoor shower Good for you guys yeah. and then a bunch of people were coming in in a canoe and like portaging it and matt's like ah. <laughs> it was uh it was awkward well, so we scared some children that's what nature's all about mm. eh seeing people fuck exactly <laughs> that's why my parents never let me go outside yeah. when i was a kid <laughs> Uh, what's life like growing up in Ottawa? What do your parents do? My mom did work. Uh, she worked for the government in human resources doing, I don't really know what, and I never did. And there was always this ongoing joke between my friends that my mom was a spy because I never really knew what she was doing, but she worked <laughs> close to like CSIS and she was very hush hush. She didn't really bring like work home a lot and like talk about it. So I think my mom's a spy or was. Totally. She's retired now though. And then my dad just retired, but his whole life he's just been working in sales. Not government though not government work I, most people you meet from ottawa always work for oh, the government always eh? government and that was instilled in me at a very young age like get a job with the government you get a pension and you get benefits and you get good pay and that's like i grew up and you said screw that i'm gonna be a comedian i'm gonna be a comedian none of that. <laughs> exactly and my mom would get so mad because like at the beginning we were always in like french immersion and then when I went to high school, it was an arts high school, so they didn't have French immersion. And my mom would be so mad because she's like, you kids can barely speak French and you've been going to French school forever. She's like, you need to speak French for the government. I'm like, not as a comedian. But when, I'm kind of wishing... When did you know you wanted to do this? So. Comedy? Yeah. Um, I always wanted to be an actor since I was a very young kid. And I took like drama classes as a kid. And then in my like elementary school, there was so many school plays and stuff. And then I wanted to go to Canterbury, the arts high school there, because Glebe was my home school. So I applied there, went there, and then I wanted to go to theater school. But then I didn't get in to Ryerson or George Brown. Thank you. Those were my top choices, did not get in. And I applied to Humber on a whim for their comedy writing and performance program because I was always more of a comedic actor and I liked writing. So I got in and uh, I was 17 when I started Jesus. at that friggin' school. And I didn't know what I was doing. But I always like to challenge. And uh, now it's, oh my God, I'm 30. Ugh. Ugh. And I've reached mild success. <laughs> and everything's great, but I like my life. It's good. Good, Things good. Are good. You got siblings? I have an older sister. Older sister? What's she up to? She's a she's a photographer. She does wedding photography. And um, Oh, you've shared her pictures. And I've seen yeah. her pictures. Very good work. Yeah. Should have got her to, we were looking for a photographer for my wedding. Oh my gosh. But we end up getting Dave Sear. Oh. 
Oh, I know Dave. Yeah, he's the guy who takes pictures at Dope and Mike. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, you should have got my sister. She would have, like, loved it up there. But then I would have been very jealous that my sister was at your wedding and I was not. Which I totally understand. Nobody's coming, okay? I know. I actually, originally, I wanted, like, I was like, you pick two friends, I'll pick two friends. Mm -hmm. I go, one of them better know how to take pictures and the other one better be a ordained minister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i get it but I don't, I don't know why in my mind that when you're like yeah it's 25 people and i'm like so it's gonna be 25 of your closest friends except us i'm like oh yeah family i forget that people have family yeah no i give so. me two of my friends so. yeah no that's fine uh-huh. that's fine well i'll look at pictures and you know curse you until the day you die I, I, i've been doing that with your wedding since oh happened. perfect see ours was also small people like thanks for inviting me i'm like well it was freaking small and the perfect thing was my sister photographer did the pictures and matt's sister makes beautiful cakes made us our wedding cake it just all and oh my aunt a judge so she married us it it really uh it was great so have a judge a photographer and a wedding cake maker in your family i don't have any of those well well we're fucked yeah you're fucked (laughs) you're right fucked but yeah sister older two and a half years older jennifer ladkowitz yeah you guys close yeah i guess so it's weird we have a weird relationship we've always bickered quite a bit and she was always just kind of like an asshole but i think i was an an asshole too and i think since the day i was born she resented like another kid being brought into the mix and we're very like she grew up like super tomboy and i was super girly and we just clashed didn't mesh until like i guess your later years now everything's good everything's good but we'll still get we get into like the biggest fights in the world but then she's also like if someone were to say something mean about me she's like the first to be like i'll fucking kill them you know what i mean (laughs) she makes me laugh i make her laugh more than anybody else and she's great but she's like fucking nuts and so am i yeah so it it's interesting and i don't see her as much as i'd like to and she's always had really intense relationships with people and sometimes I don't see eye to eye with her partners. But now I do. It's just you realize as you get older that everybody's family is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that you're crazy. Yeah. Everyone's fucked, man. Everyone's I remember I had a, uh, I had um, a buddy. I, he lived a street over from me growing up. And uh, I used to ask him why his parents would always kiss each other when they were like, one was leaving or one would show up. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you, your parents seem to kiss a lot, eh? And he's like, yeah, they like each yeah. other. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. I was like, you're like suspicious of it as a kid. And you're like, what's going on there? I've like never seen my dad kiss my mom. Yeah. Or like when siblings are really close, I'm like, that's weird. But then also part of me, I'm like, oh, I always find it nice. weird when cousins are really close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love my cousins. and But we see each other like once a year. It's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, I got great cousins. I just like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, yeah, if there's, there's a family thing, we'll get drunk together, yeah. but it's not like all the time where, but I got like buddies that are like their best friends, their cousin. I'm like, that's, that's odd to me. Why do you want to, there's so many people out there. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the beauty of people. friends. You get to pick your friends. Your mm-hmm. family's just who you're fucking stuck with. Exactly. And they have <laughs> to love you no matter what. What's, uh, what's the name? Where's the name Latkowitz come from? Latkowitz is a Polish name. Polish. Yeah. I don't know anything about Poland, and I probably should. <laughs> That's something I really should look into as Are I get like older. you like third, fourth generation? You've been here a while? 
or well, my no my so my bupja and jaju. Well, could you repeat that again? Bupja is like grandmother. Jaju is uh, jaju. grandfather. Jaju. <laughs> and my jaju died when uh, jaju. And I'm probably there's probably some Polish. If there's any Polish people listening, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But that's how we pronounce it in my Don't family. Don't worry, Tim Golden, Irish Catholic. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I barely knew my jaju. He died when I. I'm laughing every time I say jaju. He died when I was six, but he was like a very stern man. And but here's the thing: they met at like a holding camp during the war, the Jesus. Second World War. They had a very tough life. So my bupcha was like, take the last time Holy, she saw. They're not, not, not Jewish though, right? No, but uh, Polish people they still didn't like a lot of. Yeah, Polish well, they people. invaded Poland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it wasn't like a. Con- it was just like they were holding them there. But my my bupcha was taken away from her mom when she was sixteen and didn't see her until like I don't know. Maybe it was. It was in the last 10 years, like before she died, she saw, or maybe I'm fucking this up. But anyway, she saw her like once in her old age. I'm like, can you, and you're at 16. I was like, fuck you, man. I want to go to Cosmos and hauling it drunk with my fake ID. Like, such different People uh, had different lives than our generation. Yes. eh? Like, just even people that came over here and had like left their families, sending money back to their families exactly. and shit, and then eventually had enough money to get like to bring them over. Fuck, I would get I'd send two e transfers, and I'd be like, hey, you know what? Figure it out. I don't really miss yeah. you that much. Why don't you stay over there? <laughs> it's but it's awful. Like that's why like immigrants work so friggin' hard, um, and we take things for granted. But so yeah, they moved here after the war um, to Ottawa. And they lived in that house that they lived in, in the Glebe, forever, and they worked... Or what's um, the Glebe? The Glebe is, like, next to Old Ottawa South, and it's, like, before downtown. It's this, like, cute little neighborhood. Okay. Uh, It's by, like, Lansdowne, if that makes sense, and also kind of by the canal. My granddad was a janitor, and my, like, bupcha... Sorry. Jaju, janitor, and Bupcha like cleaned houses and stuff. But then they had five kids and all grew up to be successful and good. Yeah. And, yeah. Good, good, good. And they had me. Nice. And dad, you said he's in sales? Yeah. What's he selling? Well, he actually just retired. He was working at um, a, a website with my godfather called mygrocerydeals.com, which would find you like the best deals. So say, you know, No Frills was having a sale. This is actually, it was an American site. Say No Frills was having a sale on tomatoes. It would find you the the cheapest place that tomatoes were being sold and the cheapest place where you could basically plan your grocery list around the cheapest items everywhere. Have you ever seen those people in the grocery stores that like bring in the other flyers? Oh, yeah. For price matching? Why not? I saw this like (laughs) family and like every single item, they're like, they're just like, okay, this flyer. And they had it all like, they had tags on everything. And it's just like, why am I in line behind these people? Yeah, I mean, it sucks (laughs) to be in line behind them, but it's also like, good on them. You got to, every dollar counts. I love the guy who comes in with his Canadian tire money too. Just a big stack. You ever seen that? No. I've been behind a guy and he just pulled out a wad of Canadian tire money and they had to like. Count it, and then they they, they double checked it too. That oh, was yeah. good. <laughs> I don't frequent Canadian Tire enough to see that. Well, you live in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. And now, so now I go to Los Angeles Tire, <laughs> and uh, boy, is it uh, sunny. <laughs> so yeah, my yeah, the sales. I remember at one point he worked for this place called In Touch, where he was doing. It was like setting up um, those like survey things that you would you know, with a keypad and you'd touch on it before, you know, the internet. Mm-hmm. And before that he worked at Corel, um, when Corel was like a big deal 
in in Ottawa. Yeah, what and, is Corel anyway? Because they they sponsor computer. the arena, don't they? Corel Center. It, it was the Corel Center a, a way back, but it was basically like a computer. Like they had like Corel Draw. It was basically like a like a Microsoft type of thing. But uh, okay. Corel, from what I understood of it, and before any of that, my dad was a tennis instructor. And at the time, like in his youth, he was very good. And he is, his double partners uh, was this woman was like the top like female in Canada at the time. So he, he got pretty high up and his dream was like to go pro. And he, uh, you know, had kids and then got a shoulder injury. And now he's retired. Does he still time. rock the shorts, though? Oh, it has some good shorts. He's got great light. <laughs> My dad's in great shape. Like, how, old, how old is he? Uh, 63. Okay. That's... Yeah, my dad's turning that this yeah. year. Now he has all sorts of, um, he's, maybe I shouldn't get into this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Kinda, dad's doing great. Dad's, dad's doing he's great. fine. Um, what's life like growing up? Like, I guess, uh, um, you're middle class, you guys doing all right? Yeah, no, we're doing all right. Middle class. Um, I, uh, yeah, it was a very... You, nobody can see me. I just did the ah, like the the punching the air sort of thing. Yeah, we we had a nice upbringing, and you know my parents have always been they they're not divorced. They're still together for better or for worse. <laughs> and and my grandparents on my mom's side, so my grandma and granddad, they were a big presence in our lives. So we never had like a babysitter because when my because my parents worked throughout um, mm-hmm. the summer and like a lot of parents do. So we'd spend like entire summers at my Grammy and granddad's place. And mm-hmm. we'd, you know, my granddad had a garden and we'd work in that. And I would like knit with my Grammy and we'd just go on little day trips. And my dad worked nights. So oh. when he got home in the morning, my mom would go to work. We'd never had a babysitter, but dad was just, he'd sleep during the day. Yeah. And uh, we would just be off to our own devices all the time. That's nice. Mm-hmm. You and Ma. Uh, no, mom. Mom would go work. Oh no, you and dad. Wait. <laughs> me and my brothers. Dad's sleeping. You know. Oh, right, you sleeping. even listen to me, no, Julia. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying. Listen. <laughs> I just had some wine. I'm freaking out. No, it was good. And like I, I did like every extracurricular you could imagine. And I had like I had a really good group of friends that I'm still friends with. Like my people are like, why are you a comedian? Because it seems like oh, you had this nice upbringing and life. But at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, I always just felt like a bit of an outsider. Like, I hung out with, like, popular kids, but I was always, like, a bit of the weirdo and never mm-hmm. quite, at the time, I felt fully, you know, accepted yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, it was strange. Um, were you a good student? I was. I wasn't so great in math. I've never been good at math. Um, I remember at one point my third grade teacher wanted to hold me back for the entire year just because of math, nice. but all my other courses were so good. And I think my mom basically told her like, fuck you lady, you're crazy. <laughs> um, because my mom is a very outspoken woman. Uh, Linda Chapman, <laughs> who's five years older than my dad. Oh, yeah, kept her own last name. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And had me at 37. That's all right. Yeah. Kira's turned 40 this year and oh we're hoping, gosh. uh, we're hoping those eggs are all dried up real soon, eh? <laughs> you guys aren't gonna have kids? No, you and Matt gonna have kids? I don't know. I think he wants to have them more than I do. Mm-hmm. And at at this point, we both don't. But that's a, that's the thing. It's like 
he doesn't have the burden of actually having the kid and yeah, yeah. and it's my eggs that are because i'm like my eggs are good i'm like i be, i just turned 30 but that's old apparently now <laughs> like i don't what the fuck so eventually i think because i think i would regret not having kids but mm-hmm. at the, like all my friends are having kids and i was holding them over the holidays and everybody's like aren't your ovaries just aching i'm like <laughs> No. <laughs> Every time I see a French bulldog, I want to vomit because I'm so excited. Like, I want a dog right now, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a kid. Not now, but maybe. Because I want to, it sounds selfish, but I want to see <laughs> what we'd make. <laughs> I think we'd have a really cute well, you're baby. Well, you're, you're two pretty people, so it's probably going to be an ugly baby. Right? What if that backfires? You mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> that's always a shame to see, too, eh? I mean, I would be one of those mothers who'd be like, my kid's the friggin' coolest. <laughs> His personality. I, I, I often wonder if a, a parent of an ugly kid knows their kid's ugly. I don't know if they do, because... How could you? Yeah, because you're so in love with the you're thing. You're so in love with your kid. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they got a cute little nose. No, that nose is fucked up, lady. Yeah. Ugh, that's got to be so sad <laughs> to be an ugly kid. But, you know, sometimes they do because they have to work harder on other things. <laughs> so they don't just pass through life being dicks. <laughs> any uh, any religion in the Halatkowitz household? Well, so my dad was raised Catholic and my mom was raised Anglican and all my dad's siblings are very religious. Mm-hmm. So when on like Christmas Eve, when like the whole Polish clan gets together, they would do like the breaking of like the host and whatever. And we always this prayers and they always go to church and it's midnight mass. They'd go to midnight mass. They'd go to 6 p.m. mass. They go to every goddamn mass you can think of. <laughs> um, and one of my cousins who's gotten married, it's in a big you know, Catholic church, except my dad and his kids. Like, we're not. We went to church as kids. Like, I had my first um, communion. Yeah, Um, through all that nonsense. Yeah, I was baptized, all that. Confirmed. Yeah, I was confirmed. I even got married in the Catholic church. Oh, boy. I know, not not allowed to do that again. Look how that turned out, eh? My grandma called me right before... Uh, a week before my wedding, and she's like, you better be sure of this. The Catholic Church only allows one marriage. And then gave me the, I told you so speech when she fucking cheated on me. Oh, she cheated on you? Yeah. I'm like, Grandma, I didn't ask for this. So, say Kira wanted to get married in a Catholic Church, you couldn't? I can't. I'd have to get my marriage annulled. Oh. But, uh, it's so many dumb rules. Yeah, well, it's religion it's all Mm -hmm. stupid but what about i guess your french immersion that's a catholic school isn't it usually no no No, it was a public school okay yeah it's just ottawa there's a ton of oh yeah yeah, like half english half french so it was weird Was it called french immersion or was it just a french school no it's called like you would go and you didn't have to take french immersion you could go to the school and take all your courses in english oh same school um yeah the same school but i i took french immersion so like my i was taking math in french and like, it wasn't until high school that my first math class was in English. And I actually did really well in grade nine math. I'm like, maybe because I can friggin' understand what the hell's going on now. Mm-hmm. But wait, what was, where were we? Hmm. Talking about religion. Religion. Yeah. So we went to church for a bit, but we stopped going when I was a kid because my sister and I were just like, we're not into it. And my mom was like, you heathens never go to church. I'm <laughs> like, well, neither do you. So, and then we, yeah, we'd go to midnight mass sometimes. And then it sort of petered out. Yeah. We petered out to uh, Christmas and occasionally Easter. Mm. But my mom. Uh, Easter was intense. 
I always found it weird because my mom wasn't Catholic, but she'd always come with us. Right. And we'd always go for communion. Like, want me to grab you a piece, Ma? Yeah. No, I'm going to sit here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's always... Uh, or at weddings when they go up for communion. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to go. I wonder if my wedding had a communion. Were you drunk at that point? No, I'm just trying to remember. We did a, like a full 45-minute fucking Catholic ceremony. It's too long. It's fucking awful, man. And then it was uh, a heat wave, uh, <gasps> June 11th, which we no. we figured if June, June should be fine for mm-hmm. like the heat. And it was a fucking heat wave. And this goddamn church didn't have air conditioning. Of course. My one buddy said my wedding party said, JC, don't believe in AC. (laughs) Uh, But the fucking priest was like sweating, like visibly from his face. It was like dripping down. Like he was like, we had to like all put our hand on the fucking Bible at one point. And there was like, it was like dripping off his chin. And that's all I could focus on. I'm like, this is fucked, man. See, he cursed your wedding. Everything cursed my wedding, Jesse. <laughs> How long were you married? Uh, about two years. Anyway, this isn't about you. This is about me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long are you married? It'll be two years in March. Well, you're about oh to beat God. me, eh? That's crazy. I can't believe it's already been two years. But it will be eight years in May that we've been together. My, oh my. So you got together at 22? I was 22. He stole... My youth. Did you, um, I take it you had a few boyfriends before that? Yeah, I had a few boyfriends. Only one of them was, uh, serious though. I had one that was like, I guess my first love that was like two and a half years. And before that one, I just, I didn't really, I never dated because I would date and then I'm like, I don't like this person. And I wouldn't give things a chance because I just knew. (laughs) So my first boyfriend, I'm like, oh, I like you. You're the first person I'm like actually attracted to. Got in a relationship. And then I was single for like a year and I dated, but like barely because I was like, oh, you're annoying. And people found out just regular guys that I was a comedian and guys, they don't know what to do around a female comedian. They're like, oh, and they crack their own jokes. I'm like, I hate this. Like I was mean (laughs) to a lot of them, but they were like, oh, you're so sassy and edgy. I'm like, no, I just don't like you. And they're like, oh, tell me more. I'm like, no, this isn't. I generally, I was, I was like shitty to guys, but because I, I just didn't like them. I didn't clue in until, and then Matt, I really liked. And we had a tumultuous, like, beginning of our relationship. Yeah? Yeah. A like A lot of fighting? No, it was just, because it wasn't anything at first. So when I was, I was on a break with my ex at the time, and we finally started talking at Comedy Bar one night. And he's like, you seem kind of down. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a weird place. I'm on a break with my, my current, my boyfriend. And he's like, I'm on a break with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, wow. And then we made out that night. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was a period in my life where I was drunk always because I was, it was like the first relationship. It was my first love. And that was like coming to an end. And I didn't, I felt like I was like losing someone. And I was so close with his family too. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to (laughs) do? Matt and I would like hook up kind of like on and off. But then he kept kind of getting back together with this dud of a girlfriend. Doc Martin wearing literal <laughs> Boarsville, USA. And then he was kind of shitting to me. And I was like, well, what is this? And he was like, why does it have to be some, something? I'm like, well, because I'm not just going to fuck a comedian or someone that I work with. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've never, like, I've kissed a few comics in my day. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but nothing. nothing. Want to name some names? <laughs> no. I really don't. <laughs> I've kissed people that I'm friends with now. I was like 18 and drunk. It doesn't matter. Um, but. I was like, I can't, I just can't do this with someone I'm going to see all the time. Cause already I was, it was always him and his buddies and like Pavone and whatever. I'm like, I just, and I would show up to open mics feeling so awkward. I'm like, I don't ever want that feeling. So I'm like, okay, 
none of this then. So we like went our own separate ways and I traveled, I found myself, I dated, whatever. And then (laughs) maybe a year later, he uh, at a house party was like my biggest regret of this year is not pursuing you. He's like, I will make it up to you, yada, yada, yada. And then... Said what he had to do to get you in bed. Right. But even (laughs) after that, like the first time we slept together again, it was like every night, like he was at my place or I was at his. And I just, I just knew. I was like, I know that I am going to be with this person. That's good. Like I didn't know I was going to marry him or whatever, but I'm like, I, this is, I like you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, right away. Mm -hmm. It's good. I think you should be able to just walk away from a first date when you're like, you know what? I, yeah. I know. (laughs) And I'm not big on like casual sex. Like I have to like you and respect you and know you i can't just have sex with someone i literally just met let's let's delve into that a bit what are, like uh when did you pop the old uh virgins 19 19 this this 19. was the guy the boyfriend the no. love this was this other guy and to this day i'm like i'm not angry about it but because i never really thought about it mm-hmm. but like i was very drunk and i consented but it was like i was very drunk and he was my first boyfriend and he was like i'm falling in love with you whatever and it was one of those things where i was like yeah i like this guy but i'm like i've never had a boyfriend and people would be like what are you asexual what's wrong with you and like i never i didn't like i was very prudish like i made out with everybody mm-hmm. i at that point i'd made out with like a hundred <laughs> people i would kiss and then i'd be like bye i don't want anymore <laughs> so i remember i had sex with him after this like holiday party that I had with my work at the time. And the next day, and it wasn't good. It wasn't like bad or anything, but I was like, huh, like that, that was it. That's what I've been waiting for. (laughs) And I was annoyed and I was angry (laughs) and I was angry at him. Cause I was just like, it didn't feel like what I thought it would be. I didn't know what I thought it was going to be, but I was just pissed off. And I I remember I went for a walk in high park and then I cried. I was like, why am I crying? Because like nothing (laughs) bad technically happened, but I just felt like something had been taken from me and I didn't get something in return. Yeah. If that makes sense. And shortly after... Expectations were not met. No, they were not. And I was just like, oh, why did I... I'm like, I don't like you. And I I remember uh, he's like, I think I'm like, I'm falling in love with you. And and I remember saying to him, I'm like, see, that scares the shit out of me. Because I'm like, (laughs) I don't feel this in any way whatsoever. And then Mm -hmm. I made it with a comic. Um... And then I broke up with him. That's not bad. Right after. So you came to Toronto at 17? Yeah, 17. And I like I turned 18 literally like a month and a half later. So you weren't, uh, you weren't uh, out of control like a uh, teenager should be. No, no. I guess not. But I, that's the thing. In my teenage years in high school, like I was the drunk friend. Every time, did not know her limit. <laughs> Friends friggin' carrying her like... Uh, I remember they were carrying me once like Jesus. And then like cops were coming by and they're like, just act like I was just always... Because I was uncomfortable in my skin. So I would just get yeah. wasted and not... And then I would barf or I wouldn't eat enough because I'm like, I like fat. So really nothing's changed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I had... But I didn't... I never like had this crazy rambunctious like sex phase or i wasn't doing drugs like i didn't smoke until i was in college and like weed i guess you wouldn't have would did you have what you consider an eating disorder or you just no no because i you've been in my place for the last four days and there's no it's it's a bit of a disorder i guess (laughs) right now i am on 
I'm just eating everything in sight. Because <laughs> I... It starts Monday. <laughs> honestly, like, I just want to gross myself out with food so much so that I don't want it. But I've That's always... how I quit cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, you were saying you smoked, like, 20 packs in a day. <laughs> I just smoked one pack in, like, oh, okay. 12 hours. And then I was like, okay, I can't do That's this enough. Anymore. No, it was 10 hours. It took me. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> See, smoking something I've never uh, really taken up. Because my parents smoke and I hate it. If you're listening, mom and dad, stop. Um, <laughs> they still smoke? Oh, yeah. In the house? No, not in the house. In the, in, Never but, in the house. Bet growing up, though, right? Yeah, and growing up a bit until they're like, oh, yeah, I don't think we're supposed to do this. Um, <laughs> but no, with eating in me, I I was always on some sort of diet in high school. And by diet, I would do it for like a day. And then I'd be like, oh, there's fries in the whatever. <laughs> but I was always, I always had a crazy, huge appetite. And I would go to like buffets and people would point and be like, oh my God, look at that little girl. I would have so much food. Or at McDonald's, ladies would comment on my order because they're like, I would never get a kid's meal. Yeah. I would get like a real person's meal. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just was always hungry. They got a good metabolism then because it's slowing. This is the first year I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting a gut. Oh, 30. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it considering. But the poutine you had for lunch should be. <laughs> the poutine I had for lunch and the sausage and eggs and hash browns. I had for breakfast and then the leftover Chinese food I had and the Guinness and the wine. That was a $90 order of Chinese food we did last night. Yeah. A lot of food. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't regret it. <laughs> I regret nothing. That was all good. Mm -hmm. So what's, uh, you're a popular girl in high school then? No, like you're, you're running with the cool kids. So here's Just what a big fraud. Here's what <laughs> happened. Uh, so I, a bunch of my friends from elementary school, because it went from kindergarten until grade eight. And you have to audition for this art school. So a bunch of them got in is to Canterbury as well. Some, some of my closest friends. And so we we're all kind of going together. And they, all of their siblings went there. So they already had kind of like seniority. And like they were already cool because their siblings went there. Whatever, whatever. And I guess we went, grade nine was really hard for me. Because they were, and I remember my friends being like, oh. Because I was like, why aren't we friends anymore? They're being kind of mean to me. And they're like, I'm like, I haven't changed. So they're like, that's a problem. We've changed, but you haven't kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I thought I was just being me. So it was this weird transitional year where I felt like I kind of lost all my friends. I also had glasses, braces, and a perm. Hmm. <laughs> the perm was my choice. Um, the glasses. The braces were not. <laughs> the, well, I, the braces I needed, which I had a gap between my teeth, which is coming back because the freaking bar is broken. So money down the toilet. <laughs> then, I, then I was eating more. It was like my sweat pant phase. And I would like literally just eat and eat and eat. But it was kind of like the best year in a way because... That's when I met my, like, new best friend, Tress Brown, um, because I was kind of forced to make other friends. And then I found mm -hmm. this other core group of friends. And then mid-grade 10, perm grew out, got <laughs> contacts, braces came off. And I now had this... It was like the swan. Right? Just revealed herself. <laughs> and I had this new kind of, like, crew of friends. And because I was doing my own thing, then I was able to, like, reconnect with some of my other friends who would have kind of been shitty to me and who I'm still like best friends with now. It's like water under the bridge. Cause at that time it's such a transitional phase and there's probably people I was really shitty to 
that I didn't realize I was being shitty to. I was shitty to a lot of people in high school. Yeah. And friends, because I've confronted my friends being like, you were horrible to me. This, And they're like, I was flandering myself. And I, if I was mean to you, I didn't. Nobody really realized it mm-hmm. at the time. Well, we're all just a bunch of asshole kids. Yeah, exactly. Our brains are melting. Like, literally, when you're like a teenager, like, your brain's on fire. I remember reading. <laughs> it's like, we go crazy for a second. So then come grade 11 i was like on every fucking team you can imagine i did so much extracurricular i had this like new crew of friends i was always going out and partying in hall i had fake mm-hmm. id i was friends with like the older kids and i don't know i just uh was uh having a good time what's it like uh okay so you're underage you go to hall mm-hmm. to, you cross that little bridge to yeah. drink <laughs> what's what's mom and dad like when you come home from that you got to sneak in you got to hide it from them well sometimes what we would say as because my friend michelle who had transferred from a different school and she was a year older than me and a major troublemaker who now like has kids and is a yoga instructor and is lovely and so um like put together but at the time psycho and i love you michelle if you ever listen to this <laughs> but she'd be like oh i'm going to julia's she would tell her granddad who she was living with at the time i'm going to julia's and i would tell my parents oh i'm going to michelle's and then we would just literally stay out all night we'd go to elgin street diner we'd like get a poutine we'd like sleep in the booth then we'd take a bus to school get there at like 6 a.m sleep in the cafeteria Jesus. and then go to school and this was on like a yeah like yeah, a at school thursday night, night. <laughs> we'd go on thursdays because that's when it was half price pictures. <laughs> we used to have a bar. Uh, it was like buck twenty five drinks on Tuesdays or yeah. something, and we'd always show up bef- at nine before the uh, before the door person started working. Mm-hmm. So we'd slide in for free and avoid the cover oh, charge God. and just get shitty. I remember they had seven dollar pitchers, and I would get one pitcher and one straw, and I would drink a pitcher of beer out, <laughs> out of a of straw, straw. <laughs> on a Thursday to my fifteen sixteen year old self. Oh, or boy. or when finally. Um, I was telling my mom that it was an all-ages club for the longest time, and it, I, it was my dad's birthday, so we were all there, and Michelle came over, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the all-ages club now, and my sister was driving us, and my mom the next day, because they had my dad have friends over, like another couple, and they're like, oh, that's it's nice that Julia's old enough now to go to the clubs, and my mom's like, old enough? They're like, yeah, it's 18 plus. My mom's like, huh. All ages, huh? <laughs> so she confronted me. She's like, how are you getting into these places? She's like, did you get an ID made? And I'm like, no, I'm just using Jen, like my sister's old ID. She's like, oh, that's clever. In my day, like, <laughs> we had to get one made and whatever. But but also, like, my friends would show up at my door on a Thursday being like, Julia, we're, we're taking you clubbing. And my mom would be like, fuck these sluts. Get out of my house. I'm like, sorry, mom, I'm going out. Because they knew we were going to do it yeah. anyway. Well, so. my mom was like that, too. Like, she had the mentality of, like, my house was, uh, like, people came and we get drunk there mm-hmm. and parents would call my mom like my kid got drunk at your house last night and my mom's like yeah and then stayed here yeah exactly like they were fine they were like they had a roof over their head exactly. a place to slay they're gonna stay. do it anyway yeah. so and she was like i'd rather them do it here mm-hmm. but parents were like well you shouldn't let them do it at all like fuck. but they're gonna and mm-hmm. my, my house is very much like that too we had a, a like a finished basement it really looks like that 70s show basement like at the time it did and so people are always passing through. And I'd have little parties here and there. And my friends would go to smoke weed. And my dad would be like, I know what you kids are doing out there. <laughs> and he thought I was smoking it. Yeah. But I wasn't at the time. And all my friends had to vouch for me. Be like, Mr. Ladkowitz, I swear, she doesn't touch the weed. <laughs> I remember talking to my dad about weed. And he's like, oh, I remember I smoked it once. And I said, nope. 
not for me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever, nerd. Too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the extracurriculars at school? Yeah, yeah, jock girl. You said your oh. sister was a tomboy. Yeah, my sister was a tomboy, but not so much with like sports. Um, so I I was on the volleyball team oh, from grade nine to grade twelve. I was on dance committee. So nice. I played all the dances. We had a night at the Roxbury dance. Ooh, Ooh it was good. <laughs> I was on the improv team. Um, I was in the musical. Uh, what the hell else did I do? It was just like, I just felt like I was at school from 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Yeah, I was just every night. in and out. I was lucky if I showed up for all my classes. Well, that's I didn't. I wouldn't show up for a lot of classes because I remember I was in... Um, applied math because finally i was like i don't need math for like the school so i just took applied math but i was still decent at math so even though i I looked at my report card i missed like three quarters of my math classes and still got a better (laughs) mark than uh the dum-dums i had a uh the one year i had a first and second period in the same classroom with the same teacher Mm -hmm. never went to both classes (laughs) i was just like well i made it to the first one i'm going for a breakfast and then we'd take off and Especially when you're older and it feels so like... Yeah, I was a very bad student. You feel so dangerous leaving. <laughs> or when you had a spare, you're like, Ugh. I remember like, remember the first time I cut class and I was like, oh man, I'm going to get in so much trouble. And like my mom yelled at me and then I was like, oh, that wasn't a lot of trouble. Yeah. I can... I can do this again. I can deal with it. And then it was just, it got to the point, my first high school, I uh, had the second most absences in school, um, second only to my brother. Oh gosh. And it, but it was like... Calls. It was like uh, going into grade nine is when my parents split up. And mm-hmm. then I moved with me and my one brother moved with my mom. Uh-huh. Um, and she just had no control. Right. And oh, we're just like, tough. fuck you. We're doing what we want, ma. And um, mm-hmm. it was, uh, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't a good time. No. For, it was a fun time, but I didn't really learn you much. You didn't learn and, much at all, did and, you? No. And I um, I don't know. Did I, you, how did you not fail? Oh, I did. I failed a lot. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they was just like. They just gave me the credits in grade nine. They're like, just take them, move on. Right? Really? Yeah. That's the problem with our education system. People yeah. like you just slip through the cracks. Yeah. Well, I um, yeah, I guess I did slip through the cracks. I I finished high school. I ended up finish it, and then like I took two years off, and then I was like, okay, well maybe I should do something with my life, and right. went to community college. Fanshawe. Oh yeah, what'd you take there? Television broadcasting. I've been working for CTV for 14 years now. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Jeff. Yeah. I got to turn your life around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude's doing great. He's got to yeah. drive out to Scarborough every day, but what are you going to do? Who cares? You got a nice fiance and yeah, a little comedy right. career. We're doing and a, all right, A man. festival, Icebreakers Comedy yeah, Festival. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Never Sleeps Network here doing yeah, a podcast. Yeah, podcast. You're hanging out with a famous person. That's me, Julia Yvonne Chapman Ladkowitz. Yvonne Chapman. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like Two it. Two middle names. <laughs> Yvonne's my Grammy's name. And Chapman's obviously my mom's last name. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, got, I, yeah. I remember that from earlier when you said she kept her own name. Yeah. Old Linda Chappie. Did you, you didn't legally change your name to O'Brien or anything, no. did you? No. No, it's, it's pointless. Well, I've had, like, I've been doing comedy over 10 years. And yeah, I've, always, I've never even had, like, a stage name, even mm-hmm. though I considered that back in the day. Yeah, how couldn't you, why wouldn't you go for a stage name with, like, just how it's spelled, it looks. I know. Hal Hadgowitz. It's, it's just, but it's my name. Yeah, it, it would feel weird being 
and I feel like it's it's like I'm Ladkowitz now. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much of who I am, and like growing up, it was always such a struggle, and people would make fun of me, and I I could barely spell it, and mm-hmm. it was just I'm like, there's no other Ladkowitz. You were like, too. don't fucking learn this name. Exactly. They will learn this name. If you type in Julia Ladkowitz, I'm the only Julia Ladkowitz. And mm-hmm. even if you type in Julia like H in a mishmash of letters, I'll probably come up. <laughs> so or just to type in Ladkowitz if you can figure out how to spell it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and just all my cousins' profiles come up. So that's, yeah, I'm like, I'm not, if I'm not going to change it for a stage name, why am I going to mm-hmm. all of a sudden become Julia O'Brien? That's so boring. <laughs> Matt Ladquist, though. Matt Ladquist has a ring. Oh, I might, I might take Kira's name. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Jeff Williams? Yeah. We'll Sounds like go, a talk we'll show host. J.P. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> J.P. Williams. That's so pretentious. That's a good name. It's a good name. I'm J.P. Williams. <laughs> just smoking a cigar. Just always having a bib and just dabbing the corners of your mouth. That's what I'm picturing with a J.P. Williams. <laughs> Too funny. Um, <laughs> so... Let's get into, uh, you, you go to Humber. Mm-hmm. You, they, they, I guess they force you to get on stage, right? Yeah. That's, you had to audition to get in there, did you not? You did, but methinks they let everybody in because there <laughs> were a lot of duds in my class. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like the stand-up portion of it where you have to do who's, Humber Who's nights. in your year? Um, so my year, actually, it was like Nathan McIntosh, Adam Christie, uh, like Brian Thompson, Mike McQueen. Who else? Um, Dylan was in second year at the time. So, but a, a lot of those guys, the guys who are doing it now and doing well, dropped out in first year. Mm-hmm. I took the two years. Um, yeah, so you have to do stand up as a course requirement. And I, I was like, oh, this is exciting because I liked writing and I liked performing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll do my own thing. I, I remember I wrote it out, I typed it actually, and I would put like, pause for laughter and like turn this way and it was so i wrote it like a monologue because i was yeah. used to i went to like a theater high school and also my theater school was or high school was so disciplined so i i had like a really great work ethic so coming in there and there was just a bunch of clowns like actual psycho people who were like oh, comedy college and i was like i take this very seriously <laughs> so i worked really hard in my first year and because people shit on humber all the time and but it serves a purpose if you actually use it. Like, if you actually take it seriously and don't just, like, jerk off all the time. Mm-hmm. But, and for me, someone who wasn't a stand-up before, like, and I was so young, it kind of it sort of eased me into it. And this is a, a time when there wasn't, a like, it's not the same community that we have, like, for women in comedy now. There wasn't, you know, Don Whitwell's class teaching, like, like uh whatever the fuck it's called she has like a girls comedy course it wasn't there wasn't like a group where women could come online and chat about things like i was it was just me showing up alone at open mics with a bunch of older dudes and (laughs) not knowing what the fuck i was doing so for like humber for me was a bit easier to sort of make connections and meet people and Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff nice nice yeah um so you how how long in uh doing this before you meet matt like or start so like i guess my first set was when i was 18 but i always say like i started when i was more like 20 21 because i was maybe doing a set every couple months and it was always like that was my start too but i was yeah but you're older a decade behind you right but it was one of those things i'm like oh these jokes don't work it's like i'm not gonna go back to these and work on these i'll just write a whole new script and try (laughs) this and i was very experimental and very weird and bombed a lot so probably when I met Matt, I had been doing it 
Yeah. Like I'd been in the comedy world for like four and a half years probably and he's already he's established or he's just breaking in is he he had been doing it less time than i had but he was more like once he started he like hit the ground running kind of thing and did it um a bunch so at the time i'd like middle dx ottawa and whatever and Mm -hmm. thought i was like hot shit because i was finally like i remember there was a turn when i finally was like oh now i can craft a joke and now i'm like consistently doing well on stage like when i was in I think when I was like 20. No, you know what? I was, yeah, kind of 19, 20. Uh, anyway, so I felt like in in my world, I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this for four years. Like, I'm so la la la. And that's when I met Matt. And I was like, who's this guy? I never see him around <laughs> ever. And then as soon as we started dating, though, legitimately, like a bunch of things hit for him. Like he won Top Comic when it was just like an online thing, yeah. which was like two grand at the time. Still, he won it. And then he got like a comedy now, like months later. And it was just like, his career just really exploded. And how do you deal with that as the girlfriend, but also as a comic? At the time, kind of not well. (laughs) Because I was, like, really working hard for so long, and I felt like a bunch of people were getting things, and I was like, like, you've barely been doing this and people are coming up to me when matt got things me like he doesn't deserve this <laughs> but you do like like pl- planting shit yeah. in my head and as much as like i was super happy for him i was just like it kind of like for me it highlighted my failures which is so dumb but it's hard not to it's hard not mm-hmm. to compare yourself especially when you're younger and you're like what is this what is what is anything but now that you know it's been years and when he gets things, I'm like ecstatic because his success is my success, especially that we're married financially. Yeah. When things happen, I'm like, yeah, make that money, bitch. Yeah, you know? fuck, let's get, let's get some new shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want him to get all the things. And you realize everybody gets things when they get things. Yeah. Like, I didn't get my first Just for Laughs TV taping until I was 10 years in. And some people get them four years in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're ready and sometimes they're not. And I, if I had gotten Just for Laughs when I thought I, yeah, <laughs> I, I had earned it. I, I would have not. I, I would not have been happy. Yeah. So like when I finally did my first one, I'm like, that's like one of the best sets of my life, and I was. I'm so happy with the tape. I can actually watch it without cringing. Yeah, I can't watch something I did a year ago. And oh, I was just like oh god, what the fuck am I doing? Exactly. Up there? So everything everything happens in time, and then I don't know. So yeah, now now we're just. I'm just very. I try to I try to be like that with everybody because it's so easy to get in your head being like, well, why are they getting this? And you're mm-hmm. like, because there's there's not a rule that everybody. Oh, at year two you get this. Here's your thing. At yeah, year three, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different for everybody. There's enough for everybody. Well, it's it's what it's supposed to be. It's a talent based industry. You know, sometimes people that you don't think have the talent get things, mm-hmm. but maybe the people giving those things think they have the talent. So it's like, it's all subjective. Yeah. It's not like, that's the thing. It's well, it's where's not, my, I, I, I put in my 10 years. Where's my tenure? You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. And it's like a lot of things are right place, right time. And when I try to stress over them and think like, why didn't I get this? Or this doesn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, cause a lot of things don't make sense. Yeah. And you just have to kind of keep putting in the work and then yeah, things did, will come. I dated uh, a comedian who was, um, she came in after me, mm-hmm. but just saw everything as a fucking competition. Right. And like, it was like, I had to like, just, I couldn't get it into her head. I'm like, it's not a competition. It's, yeah. you'll get things when you get things. Uh-huh. But and she'd be like, like, what the fuck you got that? I should be doing that. I'm like, no. Especially because you're very different people. Yeah. Like, we're all, we're all different individual 
humans mm -hmm. and it's it's bad because then you drive yourself crazy and then you're an asshole like there was times where matt's like wow you're like you're kind of taking away from my experience because you're being shitty right now i'm like yeah i am because i'm being <laughs> like that's a what a horrible thing because he's like what have you got it and i was acting this way hey, like, it would suck yeah exactly and was did you ever feel that from him like if you got things later or? not not nearly as much as i gave it yeah um i was i couldn't especially in in certain ways because i always like i had a bit of resentment because he quickly had this like crew of like boys and they would all you know go to mics together or whatever i'm like i feel like i didn't have mm -hmm. that and i just i'm like I just felt like he had horseshoes up his ass for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe he did. He, he but still does. He's doing great. But that's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also, it would be different if he was getting things and he didn't have the talent to back it up. But he does. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was right place, right time. Like with the showcase at Absolute that got him the comedy now and whatever. But then he delivers. So it's like if he was shitty, he wouldn't keep getting things. Yeah. You know? I love you, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but if he's being very honest, like, yeah, there was times where I was like, fuck this. Cause I want, cause I wanted it. Well, what about uh, your trans, your guys, you, your transition to LA together? What was mm. that last year? Oh my, yeah. So it was. What is it? The second today? Yeah. A year ago today, we were just driving into Chicago. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. we. It was our first day of the trip. Car loaded up, just dreams all Car in the hatchback. Car loaded up to the tits. Oh my god, we had to throw a wig out last minute. Just wouldn't fit my <laughs> carrot. It was my one wig I brought, the carrot top wig, and it kept popping up. And eventually, I just threw it out into a bush and we were just joking about like a raccoon finding it and it's a carrot top raccoon what's it like when you guys get down to la like do one of you hit first and the other one like what do you like, mean like i don't know because it's like you're you're both starting over mm -hmm. you're both hitting the reset button yeah like do you start getting things before him down there or does he start getting things like is it the whole situation like re repeating itself yeah kind of because we were both you know emailing the same people trying to get on shows um and my like very first i think i think i did an open mic and then i did a show at the improv that christina walkinshaw was running and it was in the main stage and i did really well and that's how i got a manager like right away it was like mm -hmm. literally my first set in la i'm like this everybody's like this does not happen yeah. and i was like and I never get things right away. So I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I got a commercial agent. And then I got booked on, like, some better show. So I, at first, I was getting... And I could tell Matt was kind of getting frustrated because he, he was emailing a lot of people and not getting responses or whatever. So it, I was like, oh, this is... It was a new dynamic because mm -hmm. that's never really happened where... But it, but it all kind of... But again, it all sort of works out. We both have the same struggles of trying to get on shows. And again, if he gets on a show, then, like, he can introduce me, whatever, whatever. And then and now, like, he's he booked a commercial. Like, that's the thing. I've had a commercial agent in L.A. for much longer than he has. I've gone on probably 30 auditions. He's been on, like, three. One he was on hold for, one he booked. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What are you going to do? Um, well, the thing is, like, you guys are, uh, you're in it for the long haul. So, mm -hmm. and this business, there's always going to be ups and downs. Yep. So, you kids got to learn how to uh, get along. <laughs> no, we do get along, though. That's no, the thing. No, I got it. But it's like, it's, if you guys hold resentment to, to each other, then right. it's going to be a long, long fucking And again, it, uh, when he, he wasn't resenting me or anything. It was just... He's frustrated in his own in his own self. thing. He's yeah, like, yeah. why? He's like, he's like, because I'm a white guy here. Like, I just, 
there's nobody needs white guys right now. I'm like, everybody's always going to fucking need white guys. Shut everybody up. needs ever. Like there's a lot of people that are like, well, they, we, they're not booking white people anymore. It's all people of color. It's, I don't know, man. Sometimes you're just not fucking funny enough. Yeah, it just. Uh, so, but people like to find a lot of reasons as to why or why not they didn't get things, mm-hmm. and like, there's always going to be a million reasons. And as long as you are funny and kind and do the work and wait it out, like, then you're going to be fine. Because there's so many people who are like, oh, like I'm giving myself a timeline. Like if I'm not this successful or whatever by this year, then I'm like leaving. I'm like, well, that, especially in comedy, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Yeah, you got to be in the long haul. You this. have to be in it forever and you'll only get better with time. So mm-hmm. I'm trying not to be so hard on myself and just realize like it's our first year in L.A. Everything takes time and yeah. I'm only going to get better. Yeah, that's what With it's age. all about. Getting better like, like a fine wine. <laughs> I like said fine wine. I'm like, I'm going to be nicer to myself. Like an old cheese. <laughs> we mm. ate a lot of cheese yesterday, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. That's been about an hour. Yeah. Did you have fun? I did. Are you, are you, was it fine? Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah. We had a good talk. We, we got to talk. know you. I know. We got to know the real Ladkowitz, eh? This is crazy. Yeah, nice Ever- nice little trip to the Never Sleeps studio if you need to, yep. need to take a little nap <laughs> on our Never Sleeps bed. It looks very comfortable. Well, it's because nobody ever sleeps in it. Really? Get it? Never sleeps network. It's come got, on, oh, come I on! See. It's a beautiful view of the city. All right, we're gonna let you do some uh, do some plug in here. Anything oh, yeah. you got uh, coming oh. up, or you want to plug your socials? Any of that? Yeah, stuff? I'll plug my socials. Um, I'm uh, Julia Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Also, I think if you type in Julia Comedy on Facebook, I'll pop up. Sweet. Um, yeah, juliacomedy.com is my website. Just got a new one. Boom, boom. I also have a food blog called Eat This and Shut Up. <laughs> uh, .wordpress.com because I don't want to pay for it. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be at San Francisco Sketch Fest in uh, January 25th to 27th. You can go to sanfransketchfest.com. It's a stand-up festival with also sketch. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. we- the weekend I asked you to be at... Icebreakers Comedy Festival in Niagara on the Lake. I wanted to, if I, but I didn't want to come back. Yeah, um, and you didn't want to stick around Toronto for January. January. It's fucking cold here, it's eh? Disgusting. You get to go back to sunny Los Angeles mm-hmm. tomorrow and fucking start my cleanse. Go dip your lips in the ocean. <laughs> dip eh? my lips in the ocean, <laughs> Steph Tolev style. <laughs> also a guest here on the Potato Files. Oh. Um. Well, this is great, Julia. I um. I had a blast talking to you. Me too. Um. Uh. If you guys need to find me, you know where I am, guys. I'm at the open my comedy every single wednesday at the underground cafe i don't know why i'm plugging it because the show's this is gonna air after the show but tomorrow's the third year anniversary and i'm very excited Yay, three years in that dirty dirty garage just wow. getting high every week make sure to get your t-shirts too oh yeah get your dope and my t-shirts too guys yeah got a nice picture of my dad sporting one uh, but guys check me out jeff paul comedy and you know this is the bin the potato files Woo! we uh we uh we come out every <laughs> every other week guys tell your friends write reviews share it on your fucking whatever i don't care guys thank you very much thank you to julia Lakowitz for being here. Thank you, Jeff Thank Paul. you to our producer, Alex Ross. Thank you to everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Never Sleeps Network.
This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.